And sorry, I know you guys wanted to clap, but everything I'm going to say is going to be amazing. Um, <laughs> how do you pay, man? Uh, if you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Great cash, homie. Mama, there goes that man. Hello and welcome to Carson Sack, number episode 65. Took last week off with a couple injuries. Very quickly want to explain why I missed last week. So on Monday, my foot was in agony. Um, was in agony that previous Sunday as well. And went to the doctor and found out I had bone and joint misplacement. Um, he fixed that pretty quickly. But still was in agony, so couldn't really record on Monday. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I was sick, throwing up, uh, throwing my throwing up my brains and everything like that. So it just felt terrible the entire last week of the days I recorded. And was out of town um, last week as well. So I wasn't able to get an episode out to you all. And I apologize about that. But we have a special edition of, of Carson Sack here this week for episode 65. We are going to talk NCAA football, a little NCAA basketball, and the NFL as things are getting very close in the to playoffs in both NFL and college football. So it should be a good show. There's no mail sack this week as there normally would be every other week. Um, just wanted to get an episode out to you all um, during this busy Thanksgiving week that you can maybe show to hey maybe your like cousin or something at thanksgiving dinner or that fun uncle that like you like to hang out with and talk to i don't know whatever whatever you want to do it's up to you uh before we get into everything like rate review subscribe all that other good stuff that i normally say um it's greatly appreciated let's just get right into things and get right into uh the ncaa football talk the first game on the slate for Week 14 in college football, you have a Thursday game, a Thanksgiving night game that is going to be running concurrently with the NFL night game. You have Ole Miss and Mississippi State playing in the Egg Bowl. Both these teams extremely underperforming so far this year. Mississippi State underperforming a lot more than what people expected from them. I don't think anybody expected a ton from either of these teams, but both have really under-delivered on the year. I'm going to strictly go with Mississippi State in this one just because it's a home game for them and the Cowbells there and the rivalry game situation itself. It's going to be a close game, but ultimately I do think the Bulldogs get the win. You have Texas Tech uh, playing Texas on Friday. I'm going to go with the Longhorns in this one to somehow, I mean, everybody at the start of the year, oh, Texas is back, Texas is back. Nope, not even close. They are 6-5 and five after last week's loss to Baylor. Texas Tech is not much better, but I think Texas needs this win a lot more than what Texas Tech does, so I go with the Longhorns over the Red Raiders. Then, um, also on Friday night, you have Virginia Tech going to Virginia. Virginia Tech surprising this year at 8-3. Virginia sitting at 8-3 as well. Should be a good, close game in the ACC. I am going to go with Virginia in this one. I think Bryce Perkins makes enough plays in this game for the um, 
Cavaliers to get the win. Moving on on Friday as well, 3.30 game, you have Cincinnati, 19th in the country at 10-1, going to Memphis, 18th in the country, sitting at 10-1. This is going to be a great game in what is a great sports weekend. Don't sleep on this game. I know 3.30 Friday, Black Friday, all this stuff, this game could get lost in the shuffle of things, but I implore you to try and go out of your way and watch some of it because Memphis, a great offensive team. Cincinnati, a great team all around, does a lot of things well. Um, It's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go with Cincinnati in this one over Memphis. I think Cincinnati's defense is going to be able to slow down Memphis enough, and Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati's offense is going to be able to put up enough points, which it has been doing in the last couple weeks, for Cincinnati to get the win over Memphis. Boise State goes to Colorado State on Friday as well at 3.30. Boise State, the best non-Power 5 team in the country, goes to Colorado State sitting at 4-7. and I'm going to go with the Broncos of Boise State. Um, moving on, we can talk, I guess, about this now. On Saturday, Ohio State, second in the country, goes to Michigan, number 13 in the country. Michigan sitting at 9-2. and two. Ohio State coming off, really, their biggest test of the year last week against Penn State in a game where turnovers and a, I don't want to say complacency, but sort of, I think, took their foot off the gas pedal, and the turnovers really did hurt Ohio State last week, three of them, which... One was on a scoring play, so could have been an 18-point game instead of an 11-point game, but still a double-digit win against a top-10 team with three turnovers. It's it's easy to complain and say, oh, it should have been a bigger like blowout, which wasn't a blowout, but should have been more of a one-sided game, which it, I definitely think it should have been. Ohio State was the better team, and they showed it for much of the game, on Sunday against Penn State. Michigan sort of coming into its own these last couple weeks, finding a lot of success um, through the air. In this game, apparently the winds are going to be a factor. Some are saying there could be 20-plus mile-per-hour winds. Rain as is expected as well. Um, you look at the two biggest games Ohio State has had so far in the Wisconsin and Penn State game. Weather is but a factor in those, and Ohio State has... I don't want to, they haven't abandoned the pass, but run game, J.K. Dobbins had around like 35, 34 rushes last week um, during a rainy game and was able to put up a good stat line, two touchdowns over 130 yards for himself. So I think there does lead to Ohio State for an advantage if the weather does become a bit of a factor. Uh, Michigan's best game this year, though, was the Notre Dame game with... Um, played in just a monsoon so Michigan itself does have some experience so far this year and is successful in bad weather games I get um, it's a rivalry and being at Michigan does concern me a little bit right now Ohio State eight and a half point favorite what I think ultimately is going to happen here is the game be close a little bit for maybe a half three quarters but by the fourth quarter, I think Ohio State is just going to have imposed its will the entire game and kept a steady maybe 7 or 10 point lead the entire game. And then things are going to start breaking open for them when Michigan sort of starts forcing things when they need a big play here or there. And someone in Ohio State's secondary 
maybe Arnett, maybe Wade, Fuller, pick one, comes up and makes a big play. Um, Chase Young should be in store for another huge game. And the two biggest games so far, Wisconsin and Penn State, he's shown he's the best player on the field. I expect nothing less than that from him in this game just to come out and dominate again. Probably multiple sacks, probably seven or eight-plus tackles three or four tackles for losses, just a dominating performance from Chase Young is what I expect in this one. And Ohio State goes to Michigan, already having wrapped up the Big Ten East, um, but if you don't win this game, it really doesn't matter. I saw a lot of things this week where people asked, would you rather win the national championship or lose this game? And People are saying win this game, but lose the national championship. I don't agree 100% with that. Like Obviously, a national championship is really fucking important, but so is this game. I'm not going to pick one or the other. Why not we just do both? Why not just beat Michigan and do both of these? So, ultimately, I do think Ohio State beats Michigan in a closer game for about a half or three quarters, but then around the fourth quarter mark, Ohio State does begin to pull away in victory. Keeping local, you have another rivalry game. You have Louisville going to Kentucky. Louisville under Scott Satterfield, 7-4 in the year. Kentucky, 6-5. Both coaches um, have done an incredible job this year given the circumstances for both of these teams. Um, Louisville, their defense is not so great, but their offense is great. I'm not great, but very good. Kentucky, their defense is very good, and their offense is their offense is good, but it is super predictable and pedestrian. But teams still aren't able to stop it, and I don't know why. Um, I think it bodes better for Kentucky, given that they know their defense can go and make a play, and at times their offense isn't going to just be. Like, I don't want to say their offense isn't going to be stagnant, given even though that it is just basically a lot of runs. Um, at times, Louisville has struggled stopping the run. Louisville's offense, though, is very, very good. Um, a lot of explosive big plays. It's going to be interesting to see how can Kentucky limit those and not let things get into a track meet in this game where there has to be big play after big play after big play because Kentucky's offense just isn't built for that. Um, and if they do happen to find themselves down in this game by, I God forbid, two scores, then things could get a little bit trickier. Um, they might have to abandon just running the ball, which at times I know Limboden can sort of throw, but I wouldn't trust him to go out there and lead a air raid passing attack having to come down having to come back from a two uh, score deficit ultimately I would rather have the team with the better defense and the sort of okay offense than the team with the good offense and the very eh defense Um, Kentucky is a two and a half point favorite right now I'm going to take Kentucky over Louisville Um, weather permitting things could I'm not sure what the weather is supposed to be like. I could, If it does rain, I think it plays even more into Kentucky's hands because of um, them being able to be so run heavy. So I take Kentucky over Louisville in this game.
Next, you have Clemson going to South Carolina. This isn't going to be a game, really. I just need to talk about Clemson. Right now, they are playing some of the best football they have all year. And what is extremely concerning to me as an Ohio State fan, which so far in every college football ranking except the first um, going up against Clemson, they I don't think the I think the best game they've played was the Wake Forest game where they won fifty two to three, and they were dominant in that. Every other game I think they've played okay, but not up to their potential, and they've still blown out teams, and they're still sort of coming around and building and getting better right now. And they are playing extremely good football. They're I think they're the most dangerous team in 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 the so far if the season were ended. Um, I don't foresee them losing this week, and I don't foresee them losing in the ACC championship game. So, be I am very concerned about Clemson. That is, I cannot stress that enough. Very concerned about Clemson. Next, you have in another rivalry game, you have Georgia going to Georgia Tech. This shouldn't be much of a game. Georgia should blow out Georgia Tech, but who knows what... Um, is going to happen because Georgia has not looked real impressive in any game they've played so far this year. Um, I think everybody's sort of just biding their time until next week for the conference championships to see the Georgia-LSU matchup. I'll be getting more into that next week, but Georgia, Georgia Tech, obviously Georgia should and probably will win that game. Continuing on, um, in the Iron Bowl, you have Alabama 5th in the country playing Auburn 15th in the country. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Auburn's upset Alabama before at Auburn. It's it's going to happen again. It should happen. I'm not sold on that. Um, I think, yes, Auburn's defensive front 7 is going to be able to get after Mac Jones and pressure him and at times make him feel uncomfortable but I think the game plan that Nick Saban and the rest of Alabama's offensive um, side of the ball is going to have drawn up is going to go strictly to Jones' strengths and they're going to be able to get him in situations where he can succeed and the rest of that team will step up and I think Alabama goes to Auburn and gets the victory. I just think they're the much better team than Auburn. Um, Bo Nix at times looks great. At other times, he looks terrible. I think this game, I think the moment is going to be a little too big for him at times, and Alabama is going to get the victory. Next, you have a game for the Big Ten West. You have Wisconsin going to Minnesota. I'm going to go with Minnesota in this one. Um, I think their offense is going to be able to put up enough points, and their defense should be able at times to make enough plays and contain Jonathan Taylor. And if you're looking at I really don't want Ohio State to go and play Wisconsin again. Um, I'm not concerned about it. I think they would do probably the same thing that happened in the first game that the two teams played, but another, uh, a different opponent that would be in the top 12, top 10, um, right now Minnesota top 10, to get on the Buckeyes' resume would look great, look good. So I'm hoping Minnesota wins, and I think they do have a chance against Wisconsin. So I go with the, um, the Golden Gophers over the Badgers. Continuing on, Notre Dame goes to Stanford. Notre Dame should get the win in that one. 
Texas A&M goes to LSU. LSU will probably try and run up the score as much as possible in this one just because of the fight that happened last year against them. So I'm going to go with LSU by a lot in this one against Texas A&M. And then a big one in the Big 12, you have Oklahoma going to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma needs this win desperately to keep their uh, college football playoff hopes alive. Uh, Night game, I think this literally draws up for the perfect Big 12 matchup that, like... You want scoring, you want lack of defense, you think Oklahoma, when you think Big 12, this is this game. Um, expect a very high scoring, explosive game with not a lot of defense, and I think Oklahoma State is going to be able to upset Oklahoma, given it's a night game. Um, Oklahoma State with Chubba Hubbard is good enough and can put up points on Oklahoma's um at times, gettable defense. So I go with Oklahoma State over Oklahoma to end rivalry week. I now want to shift focus to the NFL games that are going to be happening week 13 as the playoffs inch another week closer. Playoff pictures are starting to take shape a little bit. So a few big matchups in the NFL this week. On Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, you have the trio of games that are going to help break up the monotonous time where you have to sit and talk to your family about bullshit you really don't want to talk about or uh, socialize with people you don't really like. Um, First, you have the Bears up against the Lions. That's the noon game. This game is going to be super low scoring, super bad. Um, The Bears are inept on offense. The Lions are struggling without Matthew Stafford, as that is easily predicted. I am going to go with the Bears over the Lions in this one because I think the Bears' defense and their offense is a little bit more capable of making plays than what the Lions will be able to. Next, at the 4.30 game, uh, which I think is normally the best game of the day, you have the Bills going to the Cowboys. The Cowboys 0-4 this year in games against teams with a winning record. The Bills' defense has looked exceptionally good the last couple weeks. I'm going to go with the Cowboys over the Bills in this one. Um, I think Dak Prescott has been playing exceptionally well, and it just hasn't translated to wins ultimately the last couple of weeks, but... The Cowboys played the Patriots extremely close in Foxborough last week um, in a rainy weather game that just screams Patriots win, and the Cowboys were still able to keep that game close. I understand you don't uh, the moral victories don't show up in the win loss column in the NFL, but I think the Cowboys are a better team than the Bills, so I go with the Cowboys over the Bills in this one, and then. The Thursday night game, you have the Saints going to the Falcons. The Saints coming off a very shocking uh, upset at the hands of the Falcons two weeks ago where the Falcons really handled the Saints. And then coming off um, the Saints last week in a hard-fought, tough NFC South division game against the Panthers. The Panthers really needed that one. The Saints were able to get the victory on a uh, game-winning field goal in the final seconds. Falcons coming off a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. I think this game screams revenge for the Saints and Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, who quietly is piecing together an MVP-like season. Uh, goes to Atlanta and gets the win over the Falcons. I just don't think um, 
the Falcons are going to be able to replicate what they were able to do two weeks ago, and I think uh, the Saints are going to come in here mad and pissed off, and they are going to be able to get the win. Next, you have the Browns going to the Steelers in the for the second time in three weeks after these teams have uh, handled all the business of the Miles Garrett Mason Rudolph suspension helmet incident. I wasn't able to record and talk about that incident. I don't feel the need to. Um, you know what the hell happened. You know nothing I say is going to change anything about it. Whatever, I don't care about it anymore. Um, the Browns going to the Steelers. Um, the Steelers are going to be starting Devlin Hodgins after benching Mason Rudolph in the game last week um, against the Bengals, where I think if you get benched against the Bengals, you sort of suck. Um, if the Steelers can get back James Conner, um, that'll be huge for them into this game. Uh, I do think, though, that the Browns are going to go into Pittsburgh and get the victory. Uh, the way this team is clicking so far the last couple weeks and the way the defense has come around with Joe Sherbert um, playing exceptionally well and the secondary, who was finally healthy, who throughout the entire first season really wasn't ever all playing together. Um, the secondaries look good. So I'm going to go with the Browns going into Pittsburgh and getting the victory. The Jets go to the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Jets over that one. I'm sorry I'm not going to break that down. It's just two shitty teams. Only note about that one is Andy Dalton is back at starting quarterback. If I was Andy Dalton, I would flip the double bird to Zach Taylor and the rest of that organization and say, trade me. I'm not playing for you anymore. You bench me for this Ryan Finley scrub. He was never the answer. I get you need to see what what you have um, if you are going to get rid of me, but Ryan Finley sure as shit wasn't the guy, and you're just going to, what I've done for you in this city um, for so many years, um, I'm over it. I wouldn't play again if for the Bengals if I was Andy Dalton. I think he's a lot more stand-up guy and not as petty as I am, though, so he'll probably play, but I think the Jets do get the victory over the Bengals. Then in a big AFC South matchup, you have the Titans going to the Colts. Um, if Marlon Mack plays, I really like the Colts' chances in this one. If he doesn't, I still think the Colts are going to be able to make enough plays to get the victory, but this is going to be a very good, important AFC South game. Um, the Titans coming off a big victory against the Jaguars last week where Ryan Tannehill looked extremely good along with Derrick Henry. Uh, whichever team imposes the will better on offense to run the ball because that's what both of these teams like to do a lot is run the ball um is going to win this game and i think the colts are going to be able to do that so i go with indy in this one the eagles face the dolphins this game i'm going to go with the dolphins over the eagles i think this could be a sneaky little game where um fitzpatrick goes out and has himself a day against the eagles very iffy secondary and the Eagles offense has looked inept the last couple weeks so I go with the Dolphins over the Eagles in this one Packers go to the Giants the Packers after being embarrassed on Sunday night uh by the 49ers go and get a game where it's not a must win but it's a nice little layup game for them uh what I think is just amazing and like just shows how over reactionary people are after the first week um, everybody, though, that Packers defense is so good. My gosh. After they played the Bears. And it just turns out that the Bears offense sort of fucking sucks this year. Um, and it just is so... I think that is just a little example. And there's thousands of them out there um, you can look at. But that one right there, just like let things develop. You don't need to rush and go make all these snap judgments and plant your flag and die on this hill. Um, so quickly, 
the Packers defense isn't, they're not great. They're just not. Um, the Bears defense was just bad. I know that's a shot at the Bears for no real reason, but let's get back to the Packers-Giants. Packers are the much better team, and I think they do end up getting the win over the Giants. Next, you have the Redskins going to the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are going to win this game um, despite a lack of a front seven besides Luke Keekley. Um, I expect Darius Geis to have a big game uh, against this Panthers front seven, but I think Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers have a bigger game and they get the win. Next year, the Buccaneers going to the Jaguars, a battle of two, four, and seven teams. I really don't care about this one at all. Let's go with the Buccaneers. Next, um, the game of the week in the NFL, probably the 49ers and the Ravens. It's going to be extremely interesting to see how Lamar Jackson is able to handle the front seven and the rush of the 49ers defensive line. Um, I think it bodes well for the Ravens having the ability for Lamar that when there is pressure on him and his ability to scramble and to look downfield still and look to be a passer first but if things do break down and Lamar does need to run I don't think you could ask for a better running quarterback in the NFL right now than Lamar Jackson so I think the Ravens, especially with how their defense has been playing the last couple weeks, I would say uh, the Ravens go and they're hosting. So I'm going to go on a cross-travel, cross-country trip for the 49ers on Thanksgiving weekend. I'm going to go with the Ravens over the 49ers. The Rams go to the Cardinals. Uh, The Rams, after getting embarrassed on Monday Night Football by by the Ravens, I want to pick the Cardinals, but I just can't. But, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I can. I think the Cardinals beat the Rams. There you go. Um, the Chargers go to the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Broncos in this one. I think the Broncos' defense is going to cause problems for Phillip Rivers, and I really think Phillip Rivers is washed up um, and has looked like Eli Manning for about a year and a half now, and I've been saying that. And uh, it's about time. I think after that Monday night game against the Chiefs in in Mexico, people really, that was like the final nail in the coffin, but I've been saying it for a year now. Um, glad everybody now realizes what I've known. Um, going with the Broncos over the Chargers. Next, a big matchup in the AFC West. The Raiders coming off their loss to the Jets go to the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one, but expect it to be a close, hard-fought game. But ultimately, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the rest of the Chiefs um, come out on top. Then you have the Patriots going to the Texans on Monday night on Sunday night football. Excuse me. I'm going to go with the Texans in this one. I am concerned. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I am concerned about the offensive ability or lack thereof of the Patriots right now. Um, I get that regular season really doesn't matter all that much, and in the playoffs, one game each week, and just what Belichick and Brady are going to be able to do and exploit matchups and everything, it still bodes well for the Patriots, but I think the lack of offense is going to show this week, and I think the Texans are going to be able to go out and put up enough points and get the victory. And then on Monday night, a huge NFC game. You have the Vikings going to the Seahawks, a primetime game. I've been saying it for weeks now. Kirk Cousins, it's about time. He doesn't show up in a primetime game, and I think this is the week 
um, going to Seattle. I say it a lot, but it's a tough place to play. And Russell Wilson has sort of cooled off in the last couple weeks um, in that MVP talk. I think this could be a week where if they get Tyler Lockett back um, and they can find a way to use Josh Gordon and Chris Carson on the ground still does what he's been doing, this could be a big game for the Seahawks over the Vikings. So I go with the Seahawks on Monday night. I did mention we would talk a little bit about college basketball, so let's get into that now that the NFL is wrapped up. You've got um, a couple big games coming up this week starting tomorrow. Um, And the bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis. You have Oregon, who's undefeated. They're 11th in the country playing Seton Hall um, with Miles Powell there coming back for a senior year for Seton Hall. I really like his game, and I like the rest of the pieces Seton Hall has. I'm going to go with Seton Hall um, over Oregon. And that one, we continue on. Not many games Thursday. Friday, uh, Black Friday, you have UAB playing Kentucky, who Kentucky, since the last recording of this podcast, had that slip up against Evansville. And at times, the next two games, they've looked um, beatable. They had a close game after the Evansville game that really shouldn't have been as close. Um, UAB is not a super talented team, but the way Kentucky has been struggling with lesser teams, this could get interesting. But Nick Richards... um, has been a bright spot for this team when he has been healthy and been playing already two or three triple-doubles on the year. Um, So if he can continue that in the SEC play, a big question mark for the Cats would be answered um, with a question mark on their big men if that would be a concern. If he can continue that, I like um, Kentucky's chances throughout the SEC because Florida really their biggest competitor is just too small. Blackshear is too small. Um, They haven't looked as good as predicted, so... It helps the Cats if Nick Richards obviously can continue his play. Um, Utah State, 15th in the country, goes to St. Mary's on Friday. That's an 11.30 p.m. game. That's going to be an extremely good game. Jordan Ford for St. Mary's, one of the best-kept secrets in all of college basketball. Um, This is a real... Uh, at a conference test for St. Mary's that they need a this win extremely bad. They already beat Wisconsin in the first game of the year, um, but Gonzaga really owns the WCC um, conference that also St. Mary's is in. So um, if St. Mary's wants to find themselves in the tournament, they need their out-of-conference schedule wins to matter, and this is a big one for them. So I think the Gales do end up getting the win. And then a sneaky good game that I think could happen in the Emerald Coast Classic. You have VCU, 20th in the country, playing Purdue. Uh, Matt Painter always has his guys playing extremely well. I get they lose Carson Edwards. Um and VCU has looked great so far this year. I do take VCU in this game, but it should be close and a good game. And then also you have Tennessee playing Florida State in the Emerald Coast Classic as well. Florida State has looked good so far this year um, after beating Florida earlier on in the year. But I think Tennessee um, does have enough talent and size to pose a problem for Florida State. So I go with Tennessee in that one. Um, moving on... Let's see. We we need to look all the way to next week um, because that's when things sort of get going. On Tuesday, you have the Big Ten ACC Challenge Day 1. Um, you have Michigan going to Louisville. That's going to be a great game, but I think Louisville um, with Nora and the rest of their depth is going to be able to pose a problem for Michigan. And then you have Duke and Michigan State playing each other. And Michigan State sitting at two losses already. Um, Cassius Winston, this is no fault of his at all. Um, just imagine going out there under his circumstances, losing a brother, losing probably one of, if not your best friends in the entire world in your brother, and going out there and having to lead 
a college basketball team with national title hopes so early on in the year. Um, already two losses for the Spartans. Um, I could see a third happening next Tuesday when Duke comes to town, but what a story it would be if Cash Winston goes out there and wins um, the game at Michigan State after the loss of his brother. Um, it's going to be a great game. I will take Duke over Michigan State, though. Um Duke's depth and their play making ability so far this year has been extremely good. Um, Vernon Carey Jr. averaging 18 points a game, uh, leading the team in rebounds as well with 9.2. And then Trey Jones sitting at 6.2 assists a game. He's been um, everything I think they've expected so far when he came back for his sophomore year. So I go with Duke over um Michigan State. And then on Wednesday, you have Ohio State 10th in the country going to North Carolina. I think North Carolina is going to be able to get the victory in that, but it's going to be the best game of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Um, I like what Ohio State does. Offensively, they have a lot of depth. TJ Carton has looked good. Caleb Wesson has looked good as well. But Cole Anthony is going to be the best player on that floor. Uh, 22.8 points per game so far. Um, Justin Pierce is sitting at eight rebounds a game for them. And then Cole Anthony is also dishing out four and a half assists for the Tar Heels as well. So I think the fact that Cole Anthony and it being um, in Durham is going to spell a victory for North Carolina over Ohio State. All right, that is going to do it for episode 65 of Carson Sack Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving shared with your loved ones. I appreciate you taking time out of this busy week for lit to listen to this podcast. Um, like, rate, review, subscribe, and maybe share it with one of your family members or something like that. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, have a great Thanksgiving again with your family or loved ones um take a minute to just appreciate everything that you're grateful for um this podcast for me being able to give that to you all and do this is something i'm super grateful for so thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to carson sack podcast where we talk balls and as we always end here on the sack we will be Potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, raw, raw, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, 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 beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, raw, raw, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, 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 beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, beans, greens, potatoes.